No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Moses and Aaron's son, Eleazar, took a second census of the children of Israel before they entered the Promised Land. Not only was this a second census, but also a second chance. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Numbers chapter 26 on Simply the Bible. We are preparing to go on vacation. It seems that there's always so many things to do at the last minute. As the children of Israel prepared to enter the Promised Land, they had their last minute to-do list. One item to check off was to take another census. Following the advice of Balaam the prophet, the Moabites and Midianites had sent their women into the camp, seducing the men of Israel and leading them into the worship of Baal of Peor. This resulted in a terrible plague that killed 24,000. We pick it up in Numbers 26. And it came to pass after the plague that the Lord spoke to Moses and Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, saying, Take a census of all the congregation of the children of Israel from 20 years old and above by their fathers' houses, all who are able to go to war in Israel. So Moses and Eleazar, the priest, spoke with them in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, saying, Take a census of the people from 20 years old and above, just as the Lord commanded Moses and the children of Israel who came out of the land of Egypt. God ordered that a second census be taken. The previous one had been done 40 years earlier. Out of over 600,000 fighting men, only two, Joshua and Caleb, would now enter the promised land. The rest had died in the wilderness. Moses and Aaron's son, Eleazar, were responsible to take this census. Numbering the men 20 years old and above would help them to know which tribes to send into which battles and how to strategically place them. They took the census in the plains of Moab by the Jordan River across from Jericho, which would be the site of their first battle in the Promised Land. As we will see, over the 40 years in the wilderness, some tribes had increased while others decreased. Overall, their population had decreased slightly. Verse 7, these are the families of the Reubenites. Those who were numbered of them were 43,730. Forty years earlier, in the first census, the Reubenites numbered 46,500. Thus, they decreased by 2,800. The sons of Eliab were Nemuel, Dathan, and Abiram. These are the Dathan and Abiram, representatives of the congregation, who contended against Moses and Aaron in the company of Korah when they contended against the Lord. And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up together with Korah when that company died, when the fire devoured 250 men, and they became a sign. Nevertheless, the children of Korah did not die. This gives a reason for part of the decrease in population of the Reubenites. Dathan and Abiram were from the tribe of Reuben, they had joined in Korah's rebellion, and the earth had opened up and swallowed them and their households. Korah was from the tribe of Levi, but he is mentioned here because he was the ringleader of that rebellion. 
But here we discovered that Korah's children did not perish with their father. Even though their father was rebellious, they took a different course. They went on to become worship leaders in the congregation. Eleven psalms are attributed to the sons of Korah. Your parents may be rebels concerning the things of God, but you can go on to become one of his chief worshipers. Verse 14, these are the families of the Simeonites, 22,200. In the first census, the Simeonites numbered 59,300. Their population decreased by a whopping 37,100. That's about 63% loss. Part of the reason was probably because of the plague that had just struck the camp when the people played the harlot with Baal of Peor. The man who brazenly brought a Midianite woman into his tent was a Simeonite. Very likely, the Simeonites played a prominent role in this incident, and their numbers suffered greatly as a result. The wages of sin is death. Verse 18, these are the families of the sons of Gad, according to those who were numbered of them, 40,500. In the first census, Gad numbered 45,650, so they decreased by 5,150. Verse 22, these are the families of Judah, according to those who were numbered of them, 76,500. In the first census, Judah numbered 74,600, so they decreased by 1,900. As Judah would become the royal tribe, they were already beginning to demonstrate leadership capability. Caleb was from the tribe of Judah. 38 years earlier, he was one of the two spies who came back with a positive report of the promised land. The other was Joshua. God said of Caleb, my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Not only did Caleb benefit from his godly attitude and actions, but also his family. Verse 25, these are the families of Issachar, according to those who were numbered of them, 64,300. In the first census, Issachar numbered 54,400, so they increased by 9,900. I have no explanation for the relatively large increase of this tribe. Issachar, for the most part, was out of the limelight. Not much was written about them over the 40 years spent in the wilderness, but they were quietly increasing. I have found that often it is those people who quietly serve the Lord behind the scenes who grow the most. They're not striving to be in the limelight. They are content to faithfully serve Christ in that place where he has assigned them. Verse 27. These are the families of the Zebulonites, according to those who were numbered of them, 60,500. In the first census, Zebulun numbered 57,400, so they increased by 3,100. Zebulun was another tribe that quietly grew. Verse 33, now Zelophehad, the son of Hefer, had no sons but daughters, and the names of the daughters of Zelophehad were Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Tirzah. Zelophehad was of the tribe of Manasseh. He is mentioned here simply because he had no sons. His five daughters play a prominent role in the next chapter.
These are the families of Manasseh, and those who were numbered of them were 52,700. In the first census, Manasseh numbered 32,200, so they increased by a whopping 20,500, more than any other tribe of Israel. Again, here was a relatively quiet tribe that grew greatly. Verse 37, these are the families of the sons of Ephraim, according to those who were numbered of them, 32,500. In the first census, Ephraim numbered 40,500, so they decreased by 8,000. I have no explanation for this. Joshua was from the tribe of Ephraim. Perhaps the takeaway is that sometimes great leaders come from small places. Christ was born in the small village of Bethlehem and raised in Nazareth, of which it was said, Can anything good come from Nazareth? Verse 41. These are the sons of Benjamin, according to their families. And those who were numbered of them were 45,600. Benjamin experienced an impressive increase of 10,200. The Benjamites would be known as mighty warriors in Israel. Verse 43. All of the families of Shuhamites, according to those who were numbered of them, were 64,400. Now this was the tribe of Dan. You see, Dan had only one son named Shuham. Therefore, the entire tribe is identified with the Shuhamites. Dan increased by 1,700. Verse 47. These are the families of the sons of Asher, according to those who were numbered of them. 53,400. Asher increased by an impressive 11,900. Again, they quietly grew behind the scenes. Verse 50. These are the families of Naphtali, according to their families, and those who were numbered of them were 45,400. Naphtali decreased by 8,000. These are those who were numbered of the children of Israel, 601,730. Overall, the number of fighting men in Israel had decreased by 1,820 in 40 years. Verse 52. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, To these the land shall be divided as an inheritance according to the number of names. To a large tribe you shall give a larger inheritance, and to a small tribe you shall give a smaller inheritance. Each shall be given its inheritance according to those who were numbered of them. But the land shall be divided by lot. They shall inherit according to the names of the tribes of their fathers. According to the lot, their inheritance shall be divided between the larger and the smaller. Numbering the people would help determine the size of allotment each tribe would receive. But the location of their territory would be determined by casting lots. Each of the twelve territories would be named after one of the tribes of Israel. Verse 57. And these are those who were numbered of the Levites according to their families of Gershon, the family of Gershonites of Kohath, the family of Kohathites of Merari, the family of Merarites. Since the Levites were the priestly tribe and did not receive an inheritance, they were numbered separately. The Levites were divided into three families, which determined the service they would perform in the tabernacle. Verse 58, And Kohath begot Amram. The name of Amram's wife was Jochebed, the daughter of Levi, who was born to Levi in Egypt. And to Amram she bore Aaron and Moses and their sister Miriam. To Aaron were born Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar. And Nadab and Abihu died when they offered profane fire before the Lord. 
Here we're given the family tree of Moses and Aaron. Nadab and Abihu are mentioned again for their death when they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which was a perpetual reminder to the priests to handle with care the holy things of God. Verse 62. Now, those who were numbered of them were 23,000, every male from a month old and above, for they were not numbered among the other children of Israel, because there was no inheritance given to them among the children of Israel. In the first census, the Levites numbered 22,000, so they increased by 1,000. These are those who were numbered by Moses and Eleazar the priest, who numbered the children of Israel in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho. But among these there was not a man of those who were numbered by Moses and Aaron the priest when they numbered the children of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. For the Lord had said of them, They shall surely die in the wilderness. So there was not left a man of them except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun. This ends with the testimony that what God had spoken 38 years earlier had come to pass. We can count on the fact that God will always be faithful to his word, whether positively or negatively. That is one of the many reasons it is so important for us to know his word and keep it. That is also the best way for us to enter the promised land that God has for us, even after multiple failures. Thank God he is the God of second chances. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com, click on Program Archives, and scroll down to Simply the Bible. Tomorrow, we will see where the Lord told Moses that he would be gathered to his people and how Joshua was inaugurated before the congregation to succeed him. We hope you'll join us as we continue our study on the book of Numbers on Simply the Bible. 